0: Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1, launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to learn.
1: Well, Eric, you finally did it. An episode with Bill Murray. Let me take the air out of your sails right now. Don't strap on that Protan pack. No, it's not Ghostbusters. It's the airness himself. And in my opinion, the only version and style of this movie. That's right. It's time to believe you can fly. It's time to slam now. And welcome to the Space Jam.
2: Ladies and gentlemen. Michael Jordan.
0: Listeners, don't be fooled uh, by David. I asked him, I was like, hey, do you want to do this since you like Michael Jordan? You like the Looney Tunes? And he's like, pass, <laughs> pass. <laughs> Bill Murray is the reason why he watched, watched this movie as a child. Don't let him convince you otherwise. <laughs> the it, legendary, the iconic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if that was how the movie went?
2: Bill Murray instead of <laughs> Michael, Michael Jordan. And, Bill um, Murray.
1: <laughs> and by the way, it pains me. It absolutely pains me because he's great in this. <laughs> I love Bill Murray in this. Yeah. Like he's hilarious, and I I just think he he's his timing. Like he is perfect in this, and mm-hmm. and I and it and it. I don't know. So I will give that. Gosh, it really hurts my soul. Is this how it felt when I said Anakin? Hayden, Christian, (laughs) Sebastian, you
0: know, it just Uh, burns right in your chest. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yes. Uh, But I I love Bill Murray and I love that in life now as a kid, we probably all wanted to be Jordan. (laughs) As a middle-aged man now, I'm I'm Bill Murray. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: it's
1: true. I, I you know yeah. at, at any time I'm like I use that. There's a they did a meme or a gif of him of maybe I can be of some assistance, and I'm like, yeah, all right, Bill, I'll use you <laughs> on this one. So, yes, uh, Space Jam today. How did how did this? Um, you know, in all your Rockies watching, did you did you have time for a basketball movie, Space Jam?
0: I did. Space Jam, okay. I was 11 years old when this came out, so I was a sixth grader. And I remember this very vividly, mainly because sixth grade is when school dances started. It was the first year of middle school. This came out, and I believe I can fly, was like in every school dance until I graduated from high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, it was in the rotation. It's still in weddings that I go to. <laughs> like, it's just forever long. Those weddings aren't gonna survive. <laughs> It's just, some of them haven't. Here, you are <laughs> accurate. Um, but it, uh, but no, it, it, it was a huge part of my childhood because it combines Looney Tunes, which I love, Tiny Tunes. That like I was, I always watched those cartoons as a kid, um, and I really, I mean, even with being a kid that wasn't like my parents didn't watch sports like on a regular basis, I still, I mean, who didn't know Michael Jordan? And, I mean, all the players in this, Patrick Ewing... Greatest like Rockies baseball player of all time. <laughs> yes. Now,
1: what's sad there is, I mean, he... And in this movie, he did play baseball. So, mm-hmm. you, as much as I joke on you with the sports and all that, it's like, he did play baseball. So, maybe mm-hmm. there is a, a tie-in there. Um, okay, so, yeah, you, like, you're right. I, I, and we talked about this in our martial arts episode of of the the, the mega the ultimate the first name you think of uh, iconic legendary we talked about it with bruce lee we we talked about it with hulk hogan when you think of basketball and when you think globally like you said it's michael jordan yeah, yeah. i mean you and you live in in ohio you live in the birthplace of of the debated goat talk yes, of yeah. jordan or lebron james I still think, and this isn't nostalgia, I th- I still just think, though, a um, hundred years from now, Jordan is right. still synonymous with basketball. It's true. As great as LeBron is going to always be and whoever it's always still I just I just have the it's always going to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's who when the aliens come to Earth and that that's who they're going to reference still, <laughs> right? And and that's Much just like that's in this movie just <laughs> when the aliens exactly. came they wanted <laughs> <into> Jordan. <laughs> Except I love how their boss is like,
0: "Who's that guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Not a looney too.
1: And that's Danny DeVito. It is. Yeah, very uh, villainous
0: so, sounding. Yeah. It's
1: just, this this is movie. I mean, it It had everything. It It had the, I have here in my notes, the greatest hype train of an intro I've ever seen in my
0: life. Well, and to start it with a little spark of nostalgia, just a summer sky. Mm -hmm. And then I believe I can fly, oh God. And it's just, he's, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, the basketball scenes in Father of the Bride. Just Uh like a warm summer playing basketball in your backyard. But like, yeah, like the I Believe I Can Fly song in the background and young Jordan talking about, I'm going to play in college. I'm going to play in the NBA. And the dad's like, whoa, whoa, you know, pump the brakes. Yeah. like, you're going, you're going a little crazy. But it's, uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. It's so nostalgic feeling. You're like, oh, my childhood. Yeah. And man, it's like a four minute. Highlight reel that is sick with Jordan, like it's super good.
1: We talk about content. What I'll show to Harper and uh, age appropriate and all that. I've showed her that. Yeah, and she was like, "I want to like to have a dance party in room. I was like, "We're dancing to one song." <laughs> I mean, when you get, I I listen to the Space Jam, Welcome to the Space Jam song, like just to get hyped for a workout the other day. Like as I was driving, and man, alive, it really gives you the thrills, the chills after. All this time, like yeah. it still has so so much staying power. And that intro, like he's shooting, and his his ball is um, it's not shiny, it's not fresh, it's very wo- weather worn and and, yeah. and and worn out. And he's just he's got the the chain link uh, net, uh, and it's just shot after shot after shot. And yeah, it is. I love in memory. You know, we we remember. You know, he's just out there playing basketball and as kids. This is. This is where they're, you know, uh, uh, you know, when we were younger, we got to play till all hours of the night and our doors are unlocked on that. (laughs) Sure, grandpa, let's get you back to bed. You know, like (laughs) that's that's this here. But his dad's like, it's midnight, Michael. What are you doing? You know, but there's a wholesome nature about that. I mean, I really do remember getting to play with my neighbor basically all the time. Yeah, there wasn't it was like being in a casino. But outside, like we didn't have a clock. We didn't even know what time it was. We were out there. And yeah, his dad, you know, shoot to you miss, okay. I'm like, you know, I would have been very quickly back inside. (laughs) Michael's just out there. uh, Dad's side, they're like, okay, we we gotta go inside, you know. (laughs) Um, But you get that iconic, like, you know, I want to fly, you know, and and then that song, and I I just can't believe the. It's like when we get the Rocky. Montage, training montage, but right at the beginning of a yeah. movie. Yeah. It just sets the tone for, especially as a kid, just like you're in the, you're about, ba- this is like this basketball thrill ride of a lifetime. It
0: is. Well, and it's, it's interesting because if you watch certain highlight reels, especially of like, um, sixties and seventies basketball, you watch a modern day and it's like, womp, womp, like it's just, yeah. it's, it's basketball wasn't to me. The style of basketball and these insane highlight reels, this these clips from this movie, like you said, for all time, a highlight reel of Michael Jordan is literally the visual definition of basketball. Like, yeah. it's just, he he did it in a way that just gravity didn't apply to him. Like, he just, he he's so, like, and when you watch LeBron, when you watch all these other people that are modern day basketball pa- players, yes, they have great highlight reels. But there's something like how, like you even referenced with the martial arts um, madness episode. When I reference that Bruce Lee is forever locked in nostalgia, when you see him shirtless, fighting, nunchucks, that's martial arts. Mm-hmm. It, it is, Jordan's the same way. When you see him doing his dunk, when you see that tongue come out, when you see his Air Jordans on, and the crowd in Chicago losing their mind. That is basketball, and forever mm. will be basketball. And I'm sorry, LeBron, but you left us, man. You oh. left us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he came back, and he won it. But I, I, I totally agree. Like, um, he, he. I used to run track, and there was a guy who looked like he was jogging while the rest of us were sprinting, mm. and he would beat us. And it, yeah. he was looked like he just was going through the motions almost. Jordan was so swift and smooth on the court. And in that highlight room and all that, like, yeah, it's a hype video, but I mean, that's just how he played all the time. He was just yeah. that good. And it was just, I mean, he was a superhero as a kid. And the Looney Tunes were, in their own right, global stars, and as kids, we love them too. I mean, this was the craziest. We didn't really think about it now, knowing what we know now about multiverse and mashups right. and all mm-hmm. that, Right. This, when you think about, it was ahead of its time, in my opinion, of this global blend of sports and cartoons. Yeah, it's insane how 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 good it was. And with, this is kind of weird because we talked about we did um, the Super Mario Brothers movie as this new um, all animated Mario Brothers movie is 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 in theaters. Uh, you know, we talked about well, what if they were able to blend a little bit of cartoon and the real world, and and we saw that with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and and just like what can work here, and and you know, I thought they did it flawlessly with Space Jam. Yes. And 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 I just thought the way Jordan, who's not an actor, and I'm not giving him an Oscar for this or anything like that, but I thought he was he definitely held his own to be talking to basically what a green screen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing's there
0: yeah you know yeah all the uh, from what i saw online all they did is they had stand-ins that were similar eye lines to what bugs bunny would be to what the Monstars would be and uh so yeah he's looking at people that are just completely in green (laughs) like suits um just just so he has a set of eyes to look at but it had to be yeah the the era of green screen that we have today i feel like this is definitely one of the first ones other than maybe like a predecessor before it, just a few years before it, was um, uh, "Who Framed Roger Rabbit." Yeah. Of, but at the same time, I feel like it was that was a, a cutting edge movie. But this was just like so—you were pulling a human into a loon, the Looney Tunes world, and they did it in such a whimsical. A whimsical way, and um, and I can't even imagine the amount of work. I know I saw something that said that they estimated that it was around one million individual sheets of paper were oh used gosh. in order to animate this whole thing, um, and I I believe it, and I think it just goes to show too, it, it's pre CGI. Like those were hand drawn animation cells, just like how Looney Tunes originated. Is yeah. real animators sitting at a desk. Every single second, they're drawing a new picture for every frame. Like, it's just... It's mind-blowing. It's so cool.
1: It really is mind-blowing. We went to Disney, and we watched the artist draw and animate. I mean, it's just still... I'm watching it, and I still... My brain cannot, like, translate it from that to screen, and how it just is happening almost effortlessly. But so much effort is going into this, but it's just crazy. Like, how does that paper go to this crazy insane movie that we that's beloved that we just watched. Um there's little things I noticed this as an adult rewatching um that you touched on about like how the, it's a a, a human uh, an, uh stepping into the cartoon world. And one of them was cuz they could have totally let this go but like he's in this golf club uh, golf attire and his 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 spikes from his golf shoes get stuck to the cartoon one f- basketball floor. Mm-hmm. And it just is as a kid, that's a throwaway scene because it's the next scene to get his shoes and right. his gear. Totally get that. But I love that little little touch there. Yes, There's yeah. something about that that I really like. Oh, that's fun. That's that's really cool. And it blends the adult and cartoon world. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, you said you were in sixth grade. I'm talking about the all-encompassing of how you were into Looney Tunes. Everyone knew Michael Jordan. Um, did you say this was a theater movie for you, or Bullseye, or and and was this? Um... Uh, big family time wholesome everyone can watch like was your even if you weren't into basketball was your sister into this you know what i'm saying
0: yeah uh my i do my sister loved this as well she was <laughs> she's the same way you watch any vhs of us and we have our colorado rockies ball caps on <laughs> um, um, but our we both yeah we both were obsessed with jordan um i mean it's hard not to be a 90s kid that wasn't um But I remember like this was a like this was more of watching with friends that Mm. like that it was just this kind of everybody across the board was watching Space Jam. And because I remember like I'm pretty positive I saw this in theaters with friends for somebody's birthday. Sure. And then on top of it the second it came out at our video rental store i remember renting it i remember we bought it and then i remember even like the next year like in seventh grade a teacher like the week before summer just popping it in as a i don't want to teach today (laughs) wheel out the tv cart and let's watch space jam um and my girlfriend in sixth grade bought me the space jam soundtrack and i still have it to this day i have that original cd with the looney tunes orange logo on it um every part of this was just iconic and memorable. And I would probably have to say, animation-wise, as like a kid's movie, Space Jam is the most pinnacle core childhood memory for me. A thousand percent. For
1: sure. Uh, I love that. And you touched on so many items. And and it's almost like, you know, the Leonardo, you know, screen pointing again. Like, oh, I had that. Oh, I had that. You know, like, I wish I could like go back to my... My room and, and the certain things I wish I kept definitely that CD case. Now, granted, you could find it. I get all that. But, you know, I remember having that. I remember having, you know, Walmart would. Um, have all those posters mm-hmm. and you could flip through them in their poster frames. Yeah. At that time, there was like 10 Space Jam ones, right? Mm-hmm. You could get the iconic one with Jordan on it. Bugs Bunny has a, had his own one. Tasmanian Devil had his own one. Yeah. I mean, Walmart had a... So I remember having the Space Jam posters. Um, this is the pinnacle. Yeah. It's Johnny's birthday and we're going to Space Jam. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a classic just birthday movie. Um, I don't remember if I saw it in the theaters, but I just remember having the um, clamshell. I had a clamshell VHS and we just watched it all the time. I played basketball all the time. Um, you wanted to be Jordan. I remember having Jordans as a kid.
0: Um, one of the oh, same your mom pairs. actually bought you Jordans? Nice. She did.
1: I didn't steal them. <laughs> i didn't steal <laughs> uh I, I you did. stole the jordans
0: and filled them with uh like 20 different action figure wwf rest, uh, wrestlers yeah
1: <laughs> yeah right um uh, i i did have a pair of jordans i did have a uh uh black and a, with red lettering jordan jersey um basketball was just one of the it just i just loved it and i love jordan he was on um a cartoon it was him, Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, mm. and they were like the dream team. I can't remember what it was called, but super sport hero, something like that. Yeah,
0: like there might be an all star in there or something like that. I forget yeah. what. Yeah, I know exactly what you I, It's funny. I completely forgot that until you started listing them off. I'm like, wait a second. I remember right.
1: this. <laughs> and they'd fight enemies with, via sports, and yep. it was just awesome. And then you have this movie. So Jordan just was a larger than life. It still is a larger than life character um, and what would what we all say like oh be like Mike right mm-hmm. that was always just iconic but you know I talked about having um, just a lot of stuff uh, encompassing Space Jam so then it got to talking to my friend Morgan who also loves basketball loves this movie and I reached out to her and 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 she's got some some great memories so we're gonna do an audio drop of her talking about her love for Space Jam and then we'll kind of
0: unpack it. All right, here we go.
2: So my first memory of Space Jam was probably around the time I was three or four. Um, I remember watching the movie and just being obsessed with it. I'm still obsessed with it to this day, but I remember thinking, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my young life. I had the bedspread. A pillow with Michael Jordan's face on it had the Tune Squad around it. It was like this deep purplish, like spacey-looking little pillow. And I carried it and took it everywhere I went. <laughs> uh, I remember going out into my driveway and shooting hoops and pretending I was Michael Jordan and I had my Tune Squad playing the Monstars. I also really, really wanted a metal net. I thought, in the movie, that was the coolest net I've ever seen in my life. I, I never did get one, but <laughs> I thought it was really cool as a kid. Still think it's really cool to have a metal net. Um, but as an adult, I have still found my love for Toon Squad and Space Jam. Uh, my wife and I one year dressed as Bugs Bunny and Lola Bunny, and we wore the Toon Squad jerseys and our dog was actually a basketball uh, for it. And then when I had my bachelorette party, I had everyone in my party dress in a Toon Squad shirt and we went out that night. Most recently, I found my old plate and bowl I used to use as a kid, I remember them very vividly. And I found them in my mom's basement. And I also found the most important thing I found was my Michael Jordan action figure. And he barely moves. I don't understand the 90s design. He is so stiff. I think he just turns at his shoulders and waist and he speaks. And it still worked. I it's amazing. I could not believe he still spoke. He also only speaks two phrases. I can I thought he spoke more, but he doesn't. But that is my story of how Space Jam has impacted me as a child and as an adult.
0: She seems like she likes it. She's a little lukewarm on this movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you even like Space Jam, Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man. If if there was a super fan. Mm. I mean, we have a love for this. Yeah. I did not go as far as having his face on my pillow. Um,
0: I hope her pillow on her bed as an adult is still that <laughs> pillowcase. <laughs> I really do.
1: I may or may not have had Lola Bunny, but that is for another <laughs> podcast. Uh, so, I gosh, I just unpacking this, you know, from the bed sheets. And, and she's right. They were purple, galaxy cosmic mm-hmm. looking sheets. I remember that. Uh, we talked about how Jordan had the chain net and she wanted one. I think every kid just hearing that sound right Um, I heard it rarely because I never made any shots but when I (laughs) did hear it it was great and then uh, I had a plate and bowl too of of, of Space Jam
0: I feel like you know there was like a matching set you got. Do you remember something like that? I do. I like I feel like there was even maybe a mug as well. I think yeah. there was a lot of different things. I mean, it's just merchandising. Like it was it, it's gold. It's gonna it's gonna sell itself. <laughs> right.
1: I yeah. And then what I love is that she talked about the action figures and uh you and I both collect and I love now that I've gotten into it. I noticed some of the phrasing and some of the keywords and things that really stand out, especially for people who unbox their items one of the biggest ones is 22 points of articulation you know (laughs) things that you know didn't think you could move on a figure move now right and then I started to realize as especially as Morgan talks about her memory of her Jordan action figure it's like we almost went from zero to sixty, yeah. In, in, yeah. In, with with so like toy. I mean, we did. They didn't. Uh, Twenty two parts of articulation. Is that really saying much? Because we had zero before in that sense. <laughs> true. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. You could have at least started with seven. Yeah. Like I, had, I think I had that same Jordan doll, and for a basketball f- toy, a mm-hmm. figure. When his arms only move up and down and they don't bend, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, it's just so funny how we were we were marketed. Like a lot of the wrestlers we grew up with, toy wise, didn't move like they would in the ring. Mm-hmm. But you you just had to have the figure. What I love here, and you know a lot about this too, with batteries and toys, it's 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 amazing to me that the
0: voice worked. It's shocking. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: usually the battery acid or whatever will drain. Oh them. yeah. And it doesn't mm-hmm. work, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And it destroys so. the inside of the figure altogether. And there's yeah. no way of redeeming it. So yeah, um, her mom must have stored it <laughs> in a really good spot, for the, the temperature-controlled, you know, released safety <laughs> valve thing. You know, and lasers that are guarding it.
1: <laughs> now Morgan has pressed the play button, and it works, and will never work again. <laughs> no, the battery just says. Now you have to like actively use it. I yeah. mean, I hope she does that. I, and I, I, I'll have to circle back with her. Like, I wonder what the phrases he has yeah. and what movie lines are they uh, i would be
0: curious cuz there i'm trying to think of if there were any icon like real like he didn't really have a lot of one liners in this um, yeah, I would be curious, but, uh, you know, I'd tell her right now, buy, buy yourself a case, lock that sucker up. You know, it's only going to appreciate in value, you know, pull it out once a year, press the button, get your nostalgia, put it back in.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I hope it's Newman's and he's forever to me, Newman. Oh, for sure. Uh, I hope it's Newman's <laughs> voice in the doll though, going, and ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan, you know, <laughs> cause then I would be sitting there hitting play and then playing it and playing it. It's one of. A scene that I honestly still get chills and goosebumps for. Like, it's, it's, it's like Brendan Fraser winning the Oscar. It's one of those this, ah, heartwarming yes. moments when he announces Jordan... I, th- I love that. And it's so good that we all get lost That there's an alien spaceship on the baseball field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A cartoon one, no less. But
0: Gordon's mm-hmm. <laughs> back, you know.
1: <laughs> I, I do love, I'd love that. So one thing I got to talk about, one of her, her memories, is I was in the bachelorette party. And I thought that was one of the coolest um, theming squad shirts ever uh her idea of all uh having toon squad space jam shirts and i was i felt like such a kid i was so giddy ordering it and and repping the toon squad and so just uh, awesome reliving her 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 childhood memories and and getting to be a part of that and um I think we all did that same thing where, you know, you're the... Mon- no, you're the Monstars. We're the Toon <laughs> Squad, you know. Um, but, but funny enough, when we talk about merchandise and toys, I had every Michael Jordan Space Jam figure. Like, if you end up looking at the uh, what what I love about our... Well, they still do it in, in toy advertising today. You look on the back of the box, there's the other versions of the character or other parts of the line, right, that right. exist. If you looked at the back of the box, I I saw a pack, actually, at my collecting toy store I have here, and it had all the ones. I was like, oh, I had that, I had that, I had that. And and they they did the same thing that they did with Batman and Ninja Turtles. They put him in a blue Space Jam uniform, mm-hmm. a, a a a black Space Jam uniform. Like he only wore the white one. Right. But yeah. It's just so funny that oh well now there's a blue version. He's wearing a blue jersey. I need that one. Yeah, you know yeah. that's uh, that's how they got us. But I remember having all those. He came. There was a little. Um. This is a. Podcast, and here I am doing uh, visual. Uh, but he had a little little finger hole on his uh, hand. Yeah, to hold a basketball,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and I'm amazed that that thing never broke off. It wouldn't have mattered though, because I lost that darn basketball oh, about sure. a million times. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish they had supplied more of those. But just like I, I, I had all of those, and and there was one where he could turn his his waist and move a little bit. Um, but so, funny enough. This is where, this is one memory that I, uh, stands out about the monsters. I, I had the stuffed animals of those. Oh, really? And they were comforting to me.
0: Oh. that's the weirdest thing i actually love it makes sense you're also fond of anakin and Darth Vader. you're a dark sider makes <laughs> sense
1: now the bill murray stuffed animals in the trash <laughs> and i'm carrying around the monsters but so yeah i want to hear what so you did you have some of these toys or stuffed animals i, I felt like michael mcdonald's even did i
0: think something they did with space jam yeah they had they had a happy meal toys um, I do I remember having the Jordan figures that had the hole in his hand yeah. for that basketball to, to go into and I, yeah I was the same way like as much as now I buy collectibles that are fully complete with all of their accessories it's, fun, it's just me like redeeming the fact that I just threw them around my house <laughs> and they were just gone within the day that I was gifted the toy um, so at least I'm rebalancing the universe <laughs> I feel like by reassembling all of these things but but no, I just, I remember so much merchandise for this. I do feel like a lot of the toys that I got from movies were from McDonald's Happy Meal toys yeah. because they were so accessible. It was so easy to get like a Happy Meal after like school or something like that. Um, I have Happy Meal toys just sitting around uh, this room now as a 38 year old man that it's just as much as you found the comfort in the plush toys there is something about the size and the functionality and the type of plastic that they used yeah. in 80s and 90s happy meal toys that it if i'm feeling like they're on my desk for a reason if i'm in the middle of work and i'm stressed i grab the, you know my batmobile i grab the doc brown in the in the delorean I'm like and it's just I don't know. There's something that'll fix your day when you fire a missile out of, you know, a Batmobile. Or she's like, stop shooting me with that. <laughs> pew pew. It's like, don't let that get lost. Grab it yeah. before it goes in the heating vent. That was
1: always the game, right? Your your sibling would have to go get the accessory. You're shooting at them. Like, oh, I bring that back, though. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. I know you can't
0: see out of that eye, but pick it up and bring it back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's to your left as they're bleeding on the floor that's uh, dude when Harper opens up a toy with accessories and like you know same with me I'd hold that little basketball and flick it out into mm-hmm. the ether and I'm sure my mom would like, oh, that's lost now forever <laughs> you know I'm like saying Harper you gotta keep all these accessories together yeah. you know this hair clip to Belle her hair is gonna you know be worth the millions of dollars with <laughs> but, yeah no dude there's something about those McDonald's toys that are just well, first off, they were really good. They were. They were paint, yeah. the paint jobs on them, the plastic they used, the detail they had on them. Yeah. Um. The move, even I, honestly, some of those articulation on the McDonald's toys were better than regular package toys you could get
0: in the store. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I have the same way with you. That has been a love of going back and looking at old McDonald's toys and the licensing licensing rights they were able to get. I mean, it oh, was yeah. like a match made in heaven. Um. Uh, you know, I still collect some now. Um, I remember getting some Disney ones not too long ago for like, I think it was the 50th anniversary that they were doing. Dude, they did not feel the same. No, like, no. this was a kind of a disappointment. I was like, well, there's not even a, even a little bit of weight to these.
0: Yeah. You well, know? I've seen ones that it's just like, they give kids, it's like little... Like perforated cardboard things that, like, you just pop out the. And I'm like, that's not a toy. Like, right. what are do we doing? This, this is a very depressing meal, not a happy meal. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, um, we
1: did, we Harper got something that was like build your own cardboard boombox. I was like, why? See, not gonna yeah. work. It's cardboard. <laughs> What's she gonna do with this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just give 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 them something that has a little more meaning. Um, but yeah, so I I do have a, a memory of like. Pistol, uh, was it Pistol Pete or uh, who's the who's the guy that oh, shoots Yosemite Sam? Yosemite Sam, yeah, yeah. they definitely did a McDonald's toy of him. They, they did the but they did Bugs Bunny. So I wanted to talk to you about that, the Looney Tunes, um, because this was interesting for me. I remember my cousin having a video game for the Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. and it was a, for for Nintendo. And I remember playing that. We were very much so a Disney family, mm-hmm. so definitely. Donald over Daffy, um, but was still like the Looney Tunes. But I wasn't, ru- like, like I just done. I d- I don't remember Bugs Bunny always being on. Was yeah. the Looney Tunes a big like staple for you?
0: Yeah, the Looney Tunes were huge for me. I, I feel like I I I was DC and Marvel. I was Disney <laughs> and, and Warner Brothers. Like I I watched Looney Tunes, Tiny Tunes, Animaniacs. Um, all that oh, sort right, of stuff. ADX, but yeah. then I also had like my grandparents and my parents. We had shelves of the white pillowcase VHSs for Disney. So like we we were both. Like in any given day, I was bouncing back and forth between uh, Looney Tunes and the original kind of Disney characters. Um, there was something a little more... I don't know. It's almost like as much as it's like Marvel and DC, I feel like it's similar to like Disney's Coca-Cola and Looney Tunes is Pepsi. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good, you know? for sure. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the, I feel like it's, it doesn't, Looney Tunes is huge, but it, it's not as huge as what, as what Disney is. Like Disney is so iconic. Um, but again, it's it's impressive to think that it's like when you think about, like you said, Donald and Daffy it's two ducks but they're wildly different characters like right. it's for them to make an animated duck be compelling in both sides of it like it's it, it's surprising they both survived in the same era like you would think that kids would have just just chosen one and that would have been it. and then yeah. oh if you if you watch daffy duck you're a loser like i'm, <laughs> I'm just doing donald um but uh yeah because it was something I didn't even notice as a kid, but this movie has a dig at Disney, like yeah. in it, which I, and it's over naming their sports team, the Ducks, so, yep. which I thought uh, completely, that's way too deep of dialogue for, you know, six, six, uh, great yeah. Eric to understand.
1: <laughs> I totally, when I heard it, I was like, they just make fun of the Anaheim, you know, and I started going with that by like, as a kid, I was like. That's a line I did not even remember or would have understood or again. And that's what's so great about this movie. The the bits of dialogue it has are definitely for the adult parent watching because the rest of the movie, it's just fun and antics and sports and... I I personally, uh, I grew up with another movie, I think you did too, called uh, Eddie. Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg, she becomes the coach of the Knicks. Yeah. Anytime I got to see the real athletes in movies, it was like a dream come true. Because, yeah. you know, oh, I got to watch the the game they're in, and now we comp- the game's over, but I still can have them in my life but putting on the movie. Yes. this The way they did this, to me, was so clever. The fact that the Monstars have to... Get figure out basketball, and they 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 went to the actual games to steal pro players' uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just like perfect story storytelling. It is, you know. It's like how are they going to get good, and then getting to see you know Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bugs, who was my favorite because he's i think shorter than me and here he is playing in the nba as a as a starter i mean he was like definitely a hero um uh
0: charles barkley
1: charles you know yeah. and then uh, i think it was brad um, the tall i can't remember his name but bradley something he was a real tall guy but you know i mean these were also
0: larger than life Guys, superhero yeah. guys. Well, I had all their cards. Like, I collected all the car- Like I, I, Weirdly, I remember when it came to basketball cards, the biggest ones I had, obviously, Jordan, but mm-hmm. Barkley and Ewing, like, were huge. Like, Pat, like, there was something about Barkley and Patrick Ewing that were just, like, to me, as equally as, like, you know, like Mount Rushmore, that they're next to Jordan at that time of 90s basketball. You thought of those guys, too. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just... There, I I agree with you because like when I rewatch this, there was part of me I'm like, oh wait, okay, the yeah the monsters they possess, the, and I'm like, oh no, and then once you realize, because I think Patrick Ewing's the the or is it Barkley? I can't remember. Oh, uh, go, yeah
1: Barkley, and yeah. it's
0: like when they go up his nose and then they go back to, and then the second that glowing basketball, I'm like, whoa, I remember, like they still yeah. they steal their talent, and and yeah. I then all the comedy. I feel like as much as we said that like Jordan he's not getting an Oscar for this but at the same time it's still really damn funny when oh, it, yeah. when you see Barkley and Ewing lose their talents and get just like pegged in the head what at the at the foul line when somebody's passing them the ball like it's 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 hilarious like yeah. to this day um so good on them for actually <laughs> they had to be very hard to be right. an NBA athlete and act like you don't know what you're doing around a basketball, like they did it really well. It was so funny.
1: <laughs> I mean, when I think of Charles, he's trying to find his way and they play that song that's very like boys to men mm-hmm. uh, the basketball gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they run through that and he's on the court. He's like, hey, can I play with you guys? You know, because the kids look to him like... Yeah, you're Charles Barkley, and he's like, Can I? And and like they, yeah,
0: of course." And then they turn on him. And so the girl damn steals fast. the ball, like,
1: like, and he's just standing there all aloof, like, uh. And yeah, and they, they're like, "You suck," you know. And and then they get those great like scenes with the therapist, and they're yeah. trying to figure it out. And I love, love, love that they visit the crystal ball lady, who's like, "I see aliens," and they stole your powers. <laughs> It's so on the nose. It Hilarious is. as an adult now. Yeah. Because it's it's just funny what they were... They know... What, I, I just love that they didn't take themselves seriously. Yeah. You know? Well, because I think
0: there's even... There's a couple uh, lines, especially... I like... You didn't... Again, sixth grader, didn't know that, what the heck was happening. But now as an adult, it's like you get the adult humor that was made in this movie for our parents in 1996. We get it now. Yeah. And I feel like when, yeah, they're in the psychiatry office... And I love that the guy has a very sort of a Freudian accent. Like, and I think there's one, I think it's Muggsy. He says something about like, so you're telling me that my mom didn't love me? And he goes, I didn't I say said that. that. Yeah. You said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it's so funny. It was so well done. And you it's it's hilarious to me, especially on this show, to have stuff that completely went over our heads as a kid, and now you watch it as an adult. And there's this delayed punchline. This thirty-year delayed punchline that you're like, ha, ha, I get it now. That's super good, and you yeah. appreciate the writing that much more, like For sure. because of it. Yeah.
1: What I rewound back as an adult versus what I rewound back as a kid, like as a kid, we, oh, I want to see him tr- practicing again. Yeah. Now I'm like, I want to watch those the psychiatry scenes again to catch some of their lines and just you know how they're trying to f- they're figuring it out. Now I will say this: the there when when Jordan gets his gear. um I'm watching it on. I can't remember how big my TV is. I know it's a lot bigger than what I had as a kid.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: <laughs> he yeah. was coming out of my screen while he's practicing uh, for the for the game uh, yeah. on the Looney Tunes floor, like. Like, like, I thought, I, I was like, it's my TV 3D somehow? Like, his elbow, as he's holding the ball, he's, he's massive as he's practicing. Yeah. I was like, this is sick. I'm yeah. th- 35 years old, just like, oh, my gosh, Jordan's on my screen again. Yeah. It was just so cool. And that was like our... Our rocky training kind of moment, right? You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's, because he, he goes, let's see if I can still do this, you know, and we all kind of roll our eyes like, it's your Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: you don't forget this stuff, <laughs>
1: you know, as, as, you know, and of course, uh, kind of glossing over as his in the movie, you know, he, he you know, we know tragically his dad was um, murdered and that's what kind of made him, because he had promised his dad in real life, right, to, to, to play bas- baseball one day as right. his dad did. We know he had a baseball career. We know... I, I I personally don't know if those those scenes happened where, like, the catcher is giving them the pitch signals and all that. I
0: could see it. You know, yeah, I, I could totally it. could, right? Like, I feel like at every base he would go to, the person would just be fanning over, like, Jordan is at my base right now.
1: Like, <laughs> like a direct pass to first, and the first base player just kind of, whoops, I missed it. <laughs> go, Michael, go, go. You know, please sign this for me after yeah. the game, you know? <laughs> like, you know, I can imagine, you know, um the team the akron rubber ducks mm-hmm. love them another ducks uh name you know could you imagine if lebron all of a sudden was like going to play baseball there? it'd
0: be crazy it'd be crazy
1: i just the stadium would be i mean yeah so you know i can't imagine like michael jordan and and the he played for I believe it was the Chicago Barons or the Milwaukee Barons or something like that. Um, going and playing baseball, but we do have to mention it because it, it happened. And no, he was not not great at it. But I love that shift of like a day later. I wonder if I could still do this. You know, yeah. is this Michael's <laughs> Is this your comeback story? <laughs> you know, you're you're the greatest basketball player of all time. But I I love that. Um, it's 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 a storytelling and basketball like again, multiverse, Michael's about to go play against the five other amazing, amazing players of the NBA. Yeah. Like, it's him against the world. I didn't kind of fully grasp it as a kid because it's kind of masked because they're they're big cartoon
0: monsters. Right.
1: But he's playing against Patrick, versus Patrick Ewing, Charles, Tom Bradley. You know, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, Um, I never even considered that, that it is truly, that is their talents and he's overcoming... All five of those guys' talent. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's a little bit of an underhanded jab at those five guys. Love, but it, I, at least they're in the movie; they got a paycheck for it. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's
1: not going to tarnish their legacy, though. But it, uh, I, I thought it's it's great that they were um, they're willing to to play along with that. And I personally don't think you, you know we talk about Eddie. I don't think any of those other other guys went on to to be in movies. My one question, and I wanted to Google this later, is I wondered if like Shaq... Was ever approached to be in Space Jam because he had his own, you know. I mean, Shaq yeah. was in so many other movies, but maybe I bet he, you he was
0: contracted with another studio at the mm, same time. I okay. would not be surprised because that was 96. That's in the era of him doing Steel and all like a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff. Uh, um, Oscar winning Kazam, it won yeah. an Oscar, right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I
1: actually, I mean, we love that. We got that. I Ah oh, man. Okay, here we go again.
0: <laughs> now the Space Jam episode pivots into a Kazam episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Here we go. Uh you know, these are our these are our movies and this is maybe nostalgia just really old man yelling at the moon, but when new things come out, it really really resurges me to really stand up for what we had growing up this Mario movie that's out now could be the best movie on the planet granted our movie we got was not but it's still our movie it's still our childhood it's still our 90s 80s we love it and 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 I I was still gonna I loved the Kazam movie with Shaq I love that still movie he was in I love this Space Jam movie which kind of switching gears I know the other Space Jam movie exists and I know we referenced LeBron James earlier I I have not seen it. And 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 I I honestly, and I'm not a knock on LeBron. I just I know what I had growing up. And if I'm gonna take the time to watch Space Jam, I'm gonna watch that one. And 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 I'm not knocking on remakes or remasters or re reimaginings of things. Because there are some good ones. Like I really dig Cobra Kai. And I will watch Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, but I am not I I just didn't think this new Space Jam looked good and maybe too much time has passed because I'm not watching Looney Tunes now or I don't know, but I felt like the Space Jam we got graphics wise and storytelling was like good enough for that time well ahead of its time that it still works now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it does make me wonder because I was I was looking at different things about this movie and apparently at the time when it came out, even though like you and me are obsessed with it, Morgan is obsessed with it, any kid of the 80s and 90s, like the, this movie was a pinnacle part of their childhood. But weirdly, it only made $90 million in its original release. And what's considered a blockbuster in the 90s was over $100 million. Oh, wow. So it's like right at the cusp of being a blockbuster but there was it was actually ranked 18th in the top movies of 1996 uh, when it came to actual like monetary blockbuster releases but it, so it makes you wonder it's like if you talk to our parents back then that were our age like did they look at this movie and be like oh, that Jordan guy and the looney tunes this is dumb and as much as we're like oh lebron and the cgi looney tunes like, i don't want to like and so it, it, I'm curious if kids are even adopting the new version because of mm. the old version. Like, will right. this new version 30 years from now be an episode on a nostalgia podcast when we're in, you know, senior living homes, <laughs> like talking into a corner, thinking <laughs> we're still recording our 6,000th episode? <laughs> um, like, I don't think it will be. I think people will still yeah. be talking about the original. I, really, I hope so. Yeah. I, so I didn't, he- did you see this new one? No. No. I did not. Yeah, and even when I did the rewatch of this, uh, HBO has both of them on there. Yeah, and it suggested when I was watching the credits that it's like, "Do you want to watch this one?" And I was like, "Cancel!" <laughs> and yeah. I c- continued watching the closing credits of the original Space Jam instead. You know? yeah, yeah, it
1: just and and I guess it made me start to think. Okay, David, is it because I do love LeBron James and I, I lived in Ohio? Like, I, I get it all, but like, if I guess, if I had to pick my own. A, if I had to pick my own like basketball player to be to replace Jordan, I wouldn't have picked LeBron. I honestly probably would have picked Kobe Bryant. Mm. Or, going back to Kazam, I would have picked Shaq. Um, I just think their personalities would have really worked better. And again, I think LeBron James actually has some decent acting chops, but he just wasn't it just wasn't wouldn't have been my choice, or maybe just a totally different movie, a totally yeah. different sports movie where the Looney Tunes need help, like a, a baseball movie or or soccer or whatever. Right. I, I just or, thought... or
0: doing a true sequel that brings Jordan back. But yeah. It's just like, but but I feel like. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Jordan hasn't done a lot of public-facing stuff for quite some time. Yeah. So it was he was probably approached with it year after year after oh, year sure. since '96 and just you know turned it down. But I do I think it had it it could have had the ability like you're right to switch into other sports of that era like the top you know do a Wayne Gretzky hockey one with yeah. like you could literally have plugged and played that plot line with yeah. every single sport. in Yeah. 90s. Yeah. Like
1: the monsters want their event, or he's got a new thing. He need, you know, more on more on mountain, which I love. <laughs> um, but I totally agree. It, 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 the story can write itself. Just replace the sport. So I have, we have our Space Jam, you know. And I think this one's called Space Jam: New Legacy or something like that. I just, you know, maybe if the girls want to watch something like that down the road. But you know, getting back to to our Space Jam, I was very fond of. The, the 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 Looney Tunes humor in this movie, though. I thought it was... I think it's still one of the best jokes ever, and I try and replicate it. Bugs Bunny, you know, they ask him if they've ever seen Bugs Bunny, and he describes them, and then he goes, no, I never heard of him." I think that's one of the best uh, just jokes, and the way he does it is so great, and, and the way the 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 little monsters and then they pull up their blasters and like okay you know because they say we're gonna capture you all and blah 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 and and then the seventy sam is like no one's taking us and and they show hey we've got our blasters too and we've we're we're, we're, we mean business we may be small you know i i just thought they held their own as as well one of the scenes though and this is kind of what i want to see this is interesting to me as as we're adults now but we we get the team and we get the tryouts and Lola Bunny makes her way mm-hmm. into the, the basketball court. And of course, Bugs Bunny is, you know, lights out of his mind here. Um, you have you have to pick, would you? And it's interesting. One's a bunny. One's a rabbit. Lola Bunny or Jessica Rabbit. Who would you pick? <laughs> Was a human? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, when I, and I feel like if we ever do an episode of who framed, who framed Roger rabbit, um, Jessica rabbit, <laughs> I'm like, my child brain exploded. <laughs> like, I was just like, what is this? Um, yeah, like that. I loved Lola Bunny as well. I thought she was super cool. And I didn't realize she was invented specifically for that for Space Jam. She didn't yeah. exist before that movie. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say Jessica Rabbit.
1: <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's, it's just it's a funny question because one is literally a bunny and they're both cartoons, but I thought, you know, young David probably did have a crush on like Lola Bunny because of the way they kind of, they made her and it was fun and... and I loved though like she is a strong character like don't what uh doll don't yeah. call me doll you know she was. And, and and she's got great basketball moves and Jordan was like oh this this girl can play but I I thought like the way um they came together it's 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 a my rewatch was like when is the game like you know how in some movies the big game is what they'll talk about the whole time and then the game itself is very much at the end and I like where's the the character building and, and all that and I and it was it was very enjoyable in my rewatch to kind of see the flow and and the pacing of this and how they really did kind of let the the team develop. Um I still love the scenes with like as an adult, especially and as adult watching Larry Bird, mm-hmm. Bill Murray,
0: <laughs> and Jordan
1: it, it? <laughs> on on the golf course. You know, I thought their their lines about how. I, again, I got to give props to Murray. I mean, he's how he's talking about, hey, you know, the the NBA, the players are managing, They're going to need replacement players. That's not, you know, can I still go? And I love Larry. Larry Bird is deadpan comedy. is actually pretty good, too. He's yeah. like, no, yeah, you can't do it.
0: You know, um, what I like you... when, when when Jordan gets sucked into the hole, yeah. and and uh, Newman is taking his picture, and Bill turns towards him, and goes, "What kind of camera is that? Don't point that at me!" <laughs> and he like snatches it out of his hand and throws it into the woods of the golf course. Like he had such good humor. But I mean, it's like a microsecond later larry and bill just completely move on yeah (laughs) they're just like oh you know i guess jordan's fine but we can just keep going but i like that newman was dedicated that he's digging up a hole he's taught he's like i need to find jordan
1: yeah Um, what are you doing i'm fixing a divot he's he's fixing fixing a divot divot. (laughs) (laughs) like yes they made this for us as adults (laughs) they did (laughs) um what I, I do gotta go back to the two where jordan is is because again this is i think for the kids right i mean i wonder how much the partnership between space jam and jordan and mcdonald's because you see the big mac and the fry you know i loved that it was just kind of advertised even the olympics did this like sponsored my mcdonald's the meals yeah. these athletes eat and i was like I don't think they're eating McDonald's, but I mean, I guess, you know, the way they train and how often they train and how long they train. I mean, maybe the carbs burn right through them. I don't know, but I, I I never caught this as a kid, but I like to notice uh, what food looks like. So anyone who goes back and rewatches that, take a look at those fries that are sitting on that uh, stand there by the TV. <laughs> I, I don't know how long those fries had been
0: there. But they were not fresh, hot fries. So I just, I don't even know if they were real. They, they almost were like plastic mold. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Well, and even when um, there's a scene where Newman, when he opens up, uh, like, I think it's, I forget, I don't know if it's a locker room or something like that, but he references to Jordan. He's like, oh, we got to head out. We're going to get you. You got to eat your Wheaties, you got to eat your Big Mac, you got to this, this, this. And literally everyone that he listed was an endorsement deal that Jordan had at that time. So he made money off of that line. It was, even though it was a joke, he made endorsement money (laughs) off of that line. Um, Oh, yeah. But he, I mean everybody endorsed jordan of that era like he you you print his name on something and it's printing money and i think that that's what's funny to me now as an adult is as a kid growing up in a house that was a hundred year old house in a very modest like conservative ohio town when they showed jordan's home i was like oh that home's amazing you watch it now as an adult and you're like jordan does not live at that house right. and like then you look up like the house that he actually lived in at the time was in chicago and can you take a wild guess how many square foot his oh, original man. house is and it's not that tiny one that was yeah in oh. it's a shocking number just what i'd be curious what you you think it would be oh
1: man square feet wise yes um give me a medium range square foot size of a house i guess
0: uh, like I would assume that that house that he was in was as a large house in Space Jam. So that was probably like a 3,500 square foot house. And okay. that's considered big. That's considered right. like a very luxurious house. Um, 75. 56,000. Not 5,600, 56,000 square feet. It's like a compound. <laughs> it is. Like it is the Jordan compound. He has a gate with a number 23, like welded on it in metal Um, it's, it's for the past 10 years, he's been trying to sell it, but it's so branded to Jordan. I mean, it's everything in it is Jordan. So you have to be a mega fan in order to get it. Morgan. uh, (laughs) Seriously. Morgan, you, me, we need to just pull together. Bug on geek universe, $14.9 million. We can do this. (laughs) Can you imagine the. I mean, the amount of rooms in 56,000 square feet for a podcast studio, it's unmatched.
1: (laughs) Oh man. That's insane. He, he did do uh, The Last Dance on Netflix, and I don't know if that was filmed in wherever he was living, but I mean, yeah, that place was just uh, massive as, as well. I
0: think it was. I think that in his interviews in The Last Dance, I think that's his living room. That's just the living room. <laughs> it's they, insane. They were saying when
1: he was just sitting on the bench, breathing, not playing, breathing, through endorsements, he was making more than playing. I because just yeah. every breath he took and what he was branded with with mm-hmm. nike mcdonald's all that he was making money yes yeah. millions of dollars it's insane but it i mean is. it goes to show i mean he was every he is everywhere still i mean another reason we're doing this we're talking about nostalgia coming back a big reason we never did space jam when space jam legacy came out because we didn't care for legs but the movie air is coming out and it's telling the story of his shoe and Mm -hmm. i think it looks insane i mean you talk about uh a monster cast you got ben affleck matt damon uh jason bateman this thing looks amazing and it's definitely something as an adult i want to see and 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 hear about how this went. Now we know how it worked, obviously. Right. Um, I think that yeah, he, he he was he did the deal. Uh, Nike or him made three million at the time, and mm-hmm. now he makes five million a month in Jordan sales. It. So yeah. like three million for a year, and now he's making five million a month. It's yes. just insane. Yeah. Um But I do love watching um, sneaker episodes on YouTube because. They're all, all these Air Jordans are like wrapped in sealed, sealed plastic. I mean, yeah. the guys are wearing gloves. You can't touch them with your hands and get your finger. Oh, yeah, D- Dorita. No, you can't. You're not going to be able to. <laughs> they probably wouldn't even it, let me in. I'd have to look through the glass uh, <laughs> through the store, you know.
0: Yeah, you're just like, you're, they put you on a telescope that you're like 200 yards away. <laughs> like looking yeah. At it. <laughs> so it, it is like, uh, there is, when it comes to Jordans, the collectability of a lot of those I mean, it's, there's shoes that are millions of dollars that will never see a foot. They'll never be on a foot. (laughs) Like they are not sneakers. They are collectibles. They will go in a glass case for all eternity. Um, But it is like, I I feel like even though Jordan, I mean, to have a 56,000 square foot, $15 million compound, like that's. Even though that's so crazy, that's nothing. Fifteen yeah. million dollars is a drop in the bucket to Jordan, right. and uh, like it's just he even like for this movie he made twenty million bucks. That's how much he was paid for this movie. Wow. So it's like he could pay for that fifteen million dollar compound and still have five million to do whatever the heck he wants with. Yeah. like it's it's crazy. But I do I want to see that Air movie. It looks very cool. I like retellings of historical moments like that especially because it's nostalgia and it's the 80s and 90s at the time um that looks really cool i mean and yeah anything ben affleck and matt damon does i'm gonna watch it like so you put air jordan in there i'm definitely watching it
1: now i will say mr jordan and that that movie and everything else we've talked about as a 35 year old man i will say and at the state that i'm in uh, your your shoes do not give me the comfort or support that I need to exist. Uh, uh, if you can figure out the Skecher foam, put therapy and put them in your Jordans, I will be a buyer. A
0: New Balance hybrid in there to give you some you yeah. know, knee, it, knee relief.
1: It just ain't happening, man. I went to Foot Locker and I tried on a pair and I looked at the guys like... Uh, are these supposed to be comfortable? Well, I mean, these are two hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. You know, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um they were narrow. They were they. I just was like, no, man. For
0: thirty, for men in their uh, you know mid to late thirties, <laughs> it's not meant for physical comfort. It's emotional comfort. That's yeah. the only reason why you buy. Oh, Air Jordans.
1: well, you put them
0: on. You put them on a shelf and get the emotional comfort of Air Jordans.
1: <laughs> My knees haven't <laughs> had emotional comfort in a long time. So, I, I, yeah, it ain't gonna happen. It, it just ain't gonna happen. But they they are really. Really cool shoes and talk about endorsements. Uh, another thing to catch in this movie for a game before the even game, uh, the game even started. He wore three different pairs of Jordans. Oh, wow. So, and they'd always the camera angle would right on the new pair. He was in, you know, because he'd step <laughs> on the court. And yeah, be like that's a different pair of Jordans And the game. You like he had a different pair before the tip off. And then with tip off, he had another pair.
0: Yeah. So something tells me he's never worn the same Jordans twice. I bet you he just like wakes up and there's a fresh set next to his bed every single day.
1: Which so. again, Mr. Jordan, they're already uncomfortable. Now you got to break those in. See, this is the problem. <laughs> this is not, you know, just give me a solid, good pair of loafer Skechers and
0: boom. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, it, and I think it, it. one of the things I was surprised by is I forgot at the time in 1996. He was coming back to basketball, so this movie was actually what was happening in real life, minus you know Moron Mountain and the aliens and all that stuff. But but Warner Brothers built him. Uh, they called it the Dome. They built him his own basketball court <coughs> right next to the set with a full gym. And uh, the director worked it out in his contract that he would only work during an eight-hour period and would be able to work out uh, at different times, have his meal regimens at different times. But one of the coolest things that I couldn't even comprehend that if I could time travel back to, I'm not going back to you know the dinosaurs. I'm not going back to the signing of the Declaration of Independence. I'm going back to 1996, to the dome on the Space Jam Warner Brothers backlot because I read online. So like the cast of Friends showed up, the cast of ER showed up, Arnold Schwarzenegger showed up. All of these people. Who, Jordan, lived in Chicago. They didn't go to Chicago unless they were watching a Bulls game. Right. So he's on the Warner Brothers' back lot in Hollywood, in California, where all these people live. And they would just show up after hours, and you would have fast pickup basketball games with the likes of – George Clooney on the set of ER at the time, Jennifer Aniston from Friends, Arnold Schwarzenegger, really crappy basketball games (laughs) at the same time to sit there and be surrounded with all of these icons of the 90s. On the set of Space Jam would have just blown my mind. Like,
1: oh, it would so have been crazy. insane. I could just see Arnold now, that buzzed me the board, catches the ball, cigar in his mouth, and then he just deflates it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Arnold, not again. We need a mic. We need another ball. We need another ball. You know? Oh, could the. That's what he had, though, that fandom, yes. that star power. It, it, it blows my mind how huge he is he was in the nineties. I mean, he still is He's still Michael Jordan, but I mean, yeah, it it took the Bulls, it took Chicago. That's why when he played baseball, to just such a a global super real life superhero style uh, uh, level, um, and it was just awesome. It was must see TV, and yeah. this was a a, a must see movie. And as a kid, it made it a, a must see game. When he, you know, dude, when he when and when he puts his own self on the line, and he says, "You can have me," yeah, and then like. It was scary to me as a kid. It's scary it to me now when the mon- when the bot, when Danny DeVito goes through that little like cartoon montage of Michael signing all those autographs. Yeah, like a desk. ball and chain, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And then he yeah. gets to play against the kid and he's like, and you will lose every time. And just like, uh, but then as a dad, I was like, Michael, you have a, fa- Michael, you have a family, dude. You're about <laughs> to leave your whole like, you got kids and stuff. What are yeah. you talking about? You're in a. For the for the Looney Tunes, like it's like a crazy crazy decision, but I mean, it added definitely weight to the story. Even Bugs Bunny was like, "I don't think you should do this, Doc," you know. Um, but you know, it just. It definitely made um uh, the 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 stakes. As I think he even says that. Let's raise the stakes here. Yeah. and it shows Michael. We know this is a movie and and all that, but it I, the real life Michael was always a is a competitor. Oh, big I time. mean, yeah. even now he'll he'll play with the young guys at uh, the Charlotte Bobcats. Um, well, I don't even know if they're still a team, but you know he he owns uh, a team and like he'll he he still does the trash talk. He still does the. Yeah guarding of players just to see what they still have yeah like it's it's, pretty cool
0: it is well and i i because i think it was in the last dance because i i feel like every once in a while i'll pop on an episode of that because i binged it when it first came out but now i'll pop it on when i'm feeling nostalgic because watching all the highlights in that and seeing the guys present day reminiscing that era it just it makes it gives me all the feels i love it so much um but in that like all the other guys if you remember make reference to Jordan never. It regardless. It it probably he was probably blocking just like swatting shots of Arnold and and Jennifer Aniston (laughs) and
1: Clooney. But Clooney was probably not in my face. (laughs) Like this is the moneymaker.
0: But like I get. He did not do things. Just he was not half button it. You know to use your terms. Like and he's quite a gambler. He always puts money on things. Yeah. But he. He never eases up. He, you're right. He's this competitor at heart, and he yeah. can never lose. It doesn't matter if it's a bet. It doesn't matter if it's something simple. Like he's just Jordan. He needs to win. His era right. of winning is in every part of his life. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: And he made it look good. You know, like Will Smith. I make this look good when he pops that Space Jam jersey on, mm-hmm. and he has his. I, I, I tried to emulate that. He had a the forearm sweatband. Um, I mean, he just looked so cool. I had the. I had the space kind of a risky move marketing this movie for kids and giving him an all white jersey. Yes. Mine was so dirty. <laughs> I had I mean just so dirty, but I had the top, I had the bottoms, um I had Jordans, I had the wristband cuz you just wanted to be him. You wanted to move like him. Mm-hmm. You wanted to play like him. Um you he know, was but Jack, I Jack
0: too. Yeah. In this yeah. movie he was I mean he's always kind of been, but he was just He's at the peak of his career, just shredded. Yeah. I think there's one sequence towards the beginning of the movie that he he's, doesn't have a shirt on, and he's on the phone, like, and he's looking at like I think the highlight reels of Barkley and Ewing losing their That's, abilities. He's eating McDonald's, yeah, yeah. and he's just yeah. jacked out of his mind. Like he's just he's yeah, he's the pinnacle of fitness, the pinnacle of basketball, the pinnacle of everything. Um, yeah, I I wanted to be him as as well. He was just amazing in every way.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, he, he does uh, what he can in this game, and you're watching them kind of get – they're all getting squashed, and Monsters are playing dirty, and I remember when – because I remember sitting there, and I was like, something happens to the score – and and then all of a sudden, it it, goes, it does that, like, break the fourth wall. This is a bit one-sided, isn't it? Yeah, Or something like that. And <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, I remember that. But, you know, it, it wasn't like a million points because my brain wanted to connect those dots. Like, well, what was the actual score? And it ended up being like 60 to 22 or something like that at that yeah. point. And, and they're all getting, you know, probably. So someone I told I was doing a Space Jam, and the first things he says was, Oh, you need some of the secret stuff, you know? And I was like, dude, I wanted that water bottle as a kid yeah. for sure. And it's such a, the great placebo effect, right? And Bugs Bunny does that.
0: A very easy prop to make too, because it was yeah. just a taped on piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> Handwritten Michael's stuff. Secret right. stuff. <laughs> it was awesome. And, yeah.
1: and now they're all, oh, give me some of that, this and that. And it, you know, made them think they were, you know, uh, big and strong and, and, and just a great, just a great scene to watch them go out and kind of get all their, their points back and, and play basketball and all that. And okay, I guess this is where, well, well, Newman gets his chance, right. And, and they, they, he's in the locker and, you know, they overhear him, they blast him and all that. So we know kind of what, what Newman's, uh, what he's there for. And then, you know, all their players are getting injured and then it pains me to, How does Bill Mer? How does the man even get there?
0: (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, is is, as much as like you reference the fourth wall breaks. There's so many in this movie, and there's a blatant one that Daffy asks Bill hey, how did you get here? And he says, the producer is a friend of mine and a teamster dropped me off. (laughs) And what's hilarious is that's true because the producer of this movie is Ivan Reitman, who was the director of Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2. So it was true. He was saying, I'm friends with the producer and a teamster dropped me off. Uh. (laughs) It was so good. Like, it was so funny. But when when I heard that line... And when I watched the opening credits, I saw Ivan Reitman, and I'm just like, that's hilarious. That's the only reason Bill Murray is in this movie is because his best friend is the producer.
1: So. Uh, now, we, we we talked about Michael looking cool. Mm-hmm. I will say, Bill with the hat backwards. Look. Oh yeah. I dug it. I was like, all right. You <laughs> Even know. when he
0: had the umbrella hat on, on the golf course, he still looked cool. <laughs> that was awesome.
1: I mean, we do, I need sketchers, umbrella hat. I need yeah. all that. That is the, the, the space jam package now. But you know, I, I referenced it earlier, him saying, Hey, maybe I could be of some assistance. And you know, um, I loved that. I never noticed this as a kid, but it makes sense. But Michael, it's almost like the matrix. When they were like, you know, is this air you think you're breathing? Mm. Bugs is like, yeah, you can stretch. You can do anything in this world. And like Michael has that, you know, epiphany of like, oh yeah, okay. And he, you know that final scene he stretches his arm way out and and probably one of the most iconic shots of him you know being held down by the monsters and he's in the air and you know he does his own jump man but then the arm stretches to give the looney Tune effect and and they score and they win but i'd love that little like you can do whatever you want in this world It's, it's it's a lot of that's why they're looney tunes i thought that was a lot of fun
0: I feel like they need to release a pair of Air Jordans on an anniversary of of Space Jam that has, instead of the normal Air Jordan logo on it, he needs nah. to have a stressed arm. <laughs> like, wouldn't, I would buy those in a heartbeat, and I would put them on a shelf in my compound here.
1: Yeah, um, that, like that would be hilarious. And then make them have the colors of the yeah. Space Jam and that orange, or maybe some purple, some cosmic-looking yeah, stuff. Yeah, try to make
0: them look cartoon, like they're cartoons, like they're yeah. drawled. like they're drawn. That'd be so cool.
1: I'd want the pump. Remember really the pump on the shoe, yeah. but in the uh, Toon Squad logo yeah, or Space awesome. Jam, but with with lettering, you know. And maybe like I,
0: the inner lining is the galaxy, like the oh. deep, the purples with the stars and stuff. Yeah, we yeah we need to work with Nike. We need to sort this out. <laughs>
1: that a Lola Bunny pillowcase, and I am set. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's funny. Yeah, I it is this movie. I feel like. Eh, I don't know. It's just every part of it is so good. And uh, I looked up online that to this day, it is still the highest grossing basketball film ever. Of oh, all wow. time. Yeah. Over every other, like even like real, like Hoosiers, things like that. It's still the highest grossing basketball movie. Um, and then on top of it, you have the soundtrack that they said within two months of this movie being released, it already went um, double platinum. And then by 2001, so just five what five years later, it reached platinum status six times over. It's wow. just nuts. But like, I saw something too that said that Jordan actually kind of gave input as to what songs he liked that he thought would be good in the movie, which is why there's such really good R&B songs. There's a whole mix of. There's a Coolio song on there that you know, Voldemort. I believe I can fly yeah. is on there too, and it's hard to take. I feel like everybody makes uh, reference to, do you continue listening to somebody's yeah. like catalog after you know what they've done? I Believe I Can Fly it still gives me chills when I listen yeah. to it. It's hard to take that away. It Chris really-
1: Rock has a really great joke on his new stand-up where he goes, you know, so, so people people have canceled our... We cancel who we want to cancel. People cancel our Kelly... But you didn't cancel Michael, yeah, Michael Jackson, <laughs> yeah. and it's because he had better music, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great joke, that's and, and it, it is true. Like ah man, where where I and that's where R Kelly. The I believe you can fly is probably I guess as a kid like Thriller or you know yeah. some of other of Michael's number one songs, right? Um, but yeah, so and yeah, it's true because
0: like I think the reason why it gives me chills is because it was in very emotional parts of my childhood. Yeah. But it's like it's at the slow dances when you're afraid to yeah. ask somebody to dance. Like it's it's at these pinnacle moments where it you're you know, you're with a girlfriend, you're with your friends. Like it's it's just cemented in my brain as like, oh, this song means something emotionally. And I had totally forgotten actually until I did the rewatch and I'm like, damn it. This is an R Kelly song. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was yeah. my like, how do I feel about this? Cause you're right, dude. It was at all of our dances and, and just holds a memory. And you know, uh, I'm trying not to let, I, now I just picture the kid and playing the basketball and like, yes, um, yeah. That still, that midnight summer uh, night and the moon and all that. And I, I just remember those good feelings for sure. Well, and
0: this, I mean, to top it all off, to have the cyclical nature of this movie, for it to start with I Believe I Can Fly, of young Michael with his dreams and aspirations, to then Michael getting off the spaceship. And you're right, that, that, and, that which, did you ever think you'd say that? And then to Michael, <laughs> then to Michael, getting, Michael getting, off getting off the, the spaceship. spaceship. <laughs> What? What did
1: he say? Okay, Grandpa.
0: (laughs) It's so true. Yeah, when Gen Z is taking care of us, I'll be like, what the heck is he talking about? Michael Jordan on a spaceship? On a baseball field? What's going on? Um, But no, like, you're right. Like, when Newman does the Ladies and Gentlemen, Michael Jordan, with I Believe I Can Fly playing, it's so good. It is, It's so good, and it's emotional, and it's just, you couldn't change that. If you took that song out of that scene, it would change that scene. It really would, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they're all cheering for him. And yeah, it, it, it is great. And then, yeah, that's what's crazy about the movie is like then it kind of wraps up and, and he he returns to, to basketball. Um, I can't remember if he was in number 45 at the end of that movie, in the movie, because yeah, he does sure. switch to 45, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But, and then, and uh, the movie, the mo- well, I do love that he goes back and gives them the ball and is like, mm-hmm. guess, touch the ball as well you know mm-hmm. you want your powers back or you know you're going to have a bad game for the rest of your life and you know they, then they all they they i i always wanted that glowing ball and i i don't know if they ever sold it cuz it reminded me of that glowing the illuminator you know with the football and so i was like i wonder if they ever a if you a glowing ball somehow you'd have to press a button and it would have that effect but um but there wasn't glow up basketballs i remember
0: yeah i don't remember yeah, because even in the movie, when you rewatch it, the basketball that they're holding is, like, full CGI. <laughs> like It's just, like, they couldn't even do it with practical effects. But it would be, you're right, if they did it, like, Luminator style, like uh, but with a basketball, that would have been sick.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been I think it was cool. neon, like, glow-in-the-dark green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you'd also, wouldn't you need a glow-in-the-dark hoop? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that. true. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he they're like, hey, Michael, why don't you play? And then... Does he say again? Oh, let's see if I still got it. Like, yeah, well, he does. You just proved that you do. Uh, <laughs> but you know, and then we get the quick back in the Bulls, uh, Michael Jordan, you know, and then uh, and then he and then he dunks, and and then it's over. Yeah. And I honestly remember as a kid just being like, rewind and yeah. watch it again.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's so true. Yeah, I I, I feel like that this was something that all throughout middle school I probably watched hundreds of times with different people and it just it's cemented um it just cemented Jordan as more than just a basketball player yeah. like it's just he's now part of hollywood he's now uh, like has the highest grossing basketball movie of all time and m- most appropriately Michael Jordan's movie has is the highest grossing basketball movie of all time yeah. um it's impressive and it deserves all of its accolades and i do sincerely hope that like i mean it has the same with i mean i know that i'm going to introduce this movie to lucy like yeah. you you're going to introduce it to mara and harper like it's just sorry lebron man like i don't yeah. i don't think his is on the back burner cuz this one's so good
1: <laughs> right and honestly i'm glad it's the number one uh basketball movie cuz i would agree i'd really have to think about ch- other childhood basketball movies i watched hoosiers um, but that's definitely raw oh yeah and yeah. real and you know, um uh just you know gene hackman you know um yeah a great movie but i would have to go my number two basketball movie honestly again staying whimsical Air Bud, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I wished Space Jam would have taken that route. Like, we got the Air Bud movie, and then he did other sports. He did soccer. Yeah. He did football. He did you a know, yeah. Like, I, I was a talented dog. <laughs> <laughs> but Space Jam, do that again. Give us yes. a new sport. Give us pickleball. I don't care. But do something <laughs> different. Volleyball, yeah. I don't know. I just don't want another... I. But I get Space Jam and basketballs. I get all that. But I think the Looney Tunes should come back and do another sports-led movie and pick another star. Um, I don't know, off the top of my head, maybe a football player, maybe Patrick Mahomes. He seems to be pretty mainstream yeah. and he's young and he's got a lot of hype around him. That could be that could be fun. You know, someone who's fun and lovable and they've. But but you know what could be fun is maybe this time the player. Has lost their their powers and and now they need to find their way back to their their game and why they they maybe like maybe Patrick Mahomes is um the villain he's the cocky guy oh, that and he's could be like cool. and the Looney Tunes bring him back to fun and why did you play this in the first place
0: right you yeah.
1: know yeah that I don't could know be if cool. it, it has to be uh versus another team but just more of a finding your way story I think it could work.
0: Yeah, so. I think it could too. I, I am like I'd be curious to see what they do with that. I feel like at some point, maybe if Warner Brothers is is uh if they keep doing what they're doing with the DC universe, maybe they'll, they'll double down on Looney Tunes and, and see if that could be a money maker again. Um but no, yeah, I, I I wish they would have done this new legacy one in a different way than they did, even though it's like yeah, I'm criticizing something I've never watched but i just know it's not jordan's it's not it's not jordan's and even the 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 three dimensional cgi versions of the looney tunes no i want them more two-dimensional like that's what looney tunes are they're not these it's not a 3d world like it's it's, it needs to be in that classic way um yeah maybe we'll get something in the in the future because i feel like franchises like this never die they're just going to keep keep coming back um but yeah, I tried to, the funny thing is, is, I did try to look up much like I do in other movies. If there's any fan theories about this, there aren't any, I feel uh, like everybody is just like, everybody's just loves it the way that it is. But there is part of me when I watched it as an adult recently for this episode that I'm like, Oh, did he, when, when they were calling the pitches for him and trying to get him on base, did he get hit in the head by a ball? And then, cause <laughs> it was after that point, the spaceship shows up and the, and everybody's like, what's that? and all the chaos ensues but then he ends up back on the baseball field so is yeah. him regaining consciousness is him coming off of the spaceship and it wasn't there the whole time <laughs> no um,
1: he, he's just laying there still and they pick him up and Michael Jordan
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hi <laughs> hi, everyone
1: <laughs> it, yeah I mean it's star power he could get away with so much it's like that episode on on uh, 30 Rock John Hamm's character he's mm-hmm. so good looking that people are just like you can have whatever you want <laughs> same with Michael sure it's Michael it's a spaceship. whatever you know (laughs) that and they do do that to him. michael you make striking out look good you know Mm -hmm. yeah when you i wish i could strike out like you like that you know and michael's like and it's it's funny as he's talking to his kids because his kids are uh you know his kids playing baseball and struggled and what that were they all mean to you about it worse they were nice to me about it you know Yeah. yeah an interesting like that's why I do like the last dance. Cause we got a real look into him and his persona and his life. And, and I like things like that about him or, or Steve jobs, you know, cause um, the, the, the decision making power they have and like the pressure on them, like there's, what's that heavy lies, the crown kind of thing. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, uh, he really, they really did have a lot of pressure on them and, and, and everyone was like, he can walk on water and you walk on eggshells around, around Michael. Like we want this to be perfect. They knew it was big money for baseball for that minor league team, you know? So it'd just be interesting. He, he, this is kind of getting philosophical here. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I wonder how many people he had around him that were actually real to him, like mm-hmm. about to him, like calling him out on stuff, you know, instead of just, yeah.
0: I would think it would probably only be family. Like I would think it would be his own kids and his wife and stuff. Um, and maybe fellow players, fellow players yeah. who also have people that pander to them a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, Larry Bird's an icon. Like, I, I feel like uh, Barkley, like Ewing, all of them. Um, so I almost wonder similar to like uh, with our love for wrestling, that it seems like a lot of wrestlers marry each other, that like yeah. you, and it's because they only understand each other. Like, yeah. nobody else, everybody else, you can't overcome the fan part of it. But, like, I'm standing here with Jordan. I don't think I could ever have a normal conversation with yeah. Jordan. I would just be...
1: Well, I'd be hugging him and, uh, <laughs> can I have a drop of your sweat? Real quick, just a quick email. Give,
0: give me the secret uh, stuff, Mike.
1: I got it. I just got a, a quick drop. And then just, oh, hey, how you doing, Mike? Real Then I'd try and be real cool. Like, yeah, you know, podcast, bygone geek. But the sweat drop would first have to happen. <laughs> And then we'd have to, oh, and then I'd do the forget-me-not from yeah. Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> Look here. <laughs> and I'd take over the world. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, his, again, it pains me to say it, and I will end it with it. But it pains me to, but I think his, his, we talk about what friends he has around him. Dude, Larry Bird keeps him in check probably because he'd be like, no, Michael, you suck. And then Bill Murray is the humor. I mean, that's a cool group. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'd yeah. love to have lunch with the three. God, that hurts me to say. I'd love to have <laughs> lunch with them in that time. How about that?
0: Yeah, no, I I feel like this is the perfect gateway. From this point on, the bygone gig is a Bill Murray podcast. Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2. What about Bob? It's all coming, guys. This is my moment. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) I do want to say thanks again to Morgan for that wonderful, wonderful um, memory. You could hear just the passion and love and nostalgia she has and still had and still has for this movie. And I just think it's really cool. We talk about why we're doing a podcast. She got married. um, I want to say it was last year. This movie was 1996. Yeah. And she would have saw it a little bit later, um, but she was a kid still. And Mike Jordan, if you're listening to this Warner Brothers, Space Jam, she she carried the love for this movie and had it be a part of her wedding. Yeah, that's really cool. I that's love huge. that, and it's just awesome. So, Morgan, I'm uh uh thank you for 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 the memory, and it was great to relive that and 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 talk about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. So, thanks for everybody for listening, and until the next time you see us or hear us, be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy. And spitshine. <laughs> spitshine. It's the spit shine. Thank you for tuning in to Bygone Geek. Please rate and review our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Bygone Geek.
2: I don't know the future.
1: I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to